Welcome to The Marketer's Journey, a podcast that delivers real conversations and fresh perspectives from senior marketing executives who share the journey they've taken and the buyer journey they create. And now here's your host, Randy Frisch. This week's episode is fantastic. I get to sit down with Lisa Horner. Lisa is the SVP of marketing at Appfolio, a company that's really scaled in the eight years that she's been there. She joined them. They were only 150 people. Now the marketing team alone is 150 people. So she's seen different size and different scale, but there's been one constant, and we talk about this throughout today, is the focus on the customer, the need to connect with our customer. And the reality is nothing should ever stand in the way of that. No pandemic, no inability to get face-to-face. There's always a way, and it shows in Lisa's approach to leadership. So join us, understand her view of the customer, and think about how you can connect in more meaningful ways. Lisa, really appreciate you stopping in here, and I'm excited to unpack your career first. Let's talk about how you landed it at Folio. At the time, it wasn't an SVP title, so what lured you in? Well, really, it was the founders of the company, Amy Miller, the CMO of our company. At Folio, it was a small company at the time. There were about 150 employees, and it was pre-IPO. And I love that stage of a company. Not completely a startup, but scaling to this next phase of growth is what I love. So how do you put the the guts and the underpinning of marketing together? It's one of my favorite things to do. That's that's awesome. And and it's one thing to join that. It's another thing to, as people say, 10x that. And Appfolio has absolutely done that now, a publicly traded company. I think there's literally about 10 times the number of employees, around 1,500. And you, you had told me the marketing team alone is about 150 people, let alone the 150 that you joined. So what is some of the biggest change that you've seen between what you thought you were walking into to now what you are leading? Well, I think, you know, when you get to a certain point of leadership, you're, you're not, you're not the, you don't have your hands on some of the technology or you don't have your hands on writing the content or you don't have your hands on just certain components of making marketing work and the design of the functions then at a certain point that need to do that to have their hands on putting the either technology in place or writing the content itself or bringing the customers to tell their stories themselves in those videos, ensuring you're tuning the investments and the capabilities within marketing, uh, but maintaining the same incredible quality and authenticity, I think is the challenge, right? It's it's such a true observation. I've gone through that even at a a different scale at Uberflip over the years of having to let go, but also keep a pulse. And I'm curious because things are changing in so many ways in terms of the strategies that we use, the technologies that we use. So how do you keep your pulse still on 
say the best technology that you need to use or the latest in account-based marketing, where do you get those insights when you're not digging into the same degree you used to? Well, I think we spend a lot of time looking outside of the walls of our company, which has been very interesting over the pandemic, right? It's a, the, the events have not occurred. They've occurred uh, digitally or virtually. It's kind of not the same thing. And I can tell you, we are like chomping at the bit to get back out there and connect with our peers in marketing, with the companies who have built things that we really haven't seen or haven't seen in a way that we've seen them in history. And we're incredibly antsy and chomping at the bit to get back out there. We've attended many you know, virtual conferences. We've tried to keep connected into our networks to hear like what's working for people and what hasn't. And we've tried to keep our ear to the ground, but I'll tell you, like getting back to a few of these in-person connections and having the type of dialogue that we're used to having in the marketplace, we're thrilled to get back out there this year. It's, it's so true. By the time this podcast goes live, I will have been at my first real big B2B marketing event in quite some time. I almost don't want to say it because it just makes me feel older how much time has passed since the last one. Yeah. So I want to ask you another question because we're we're talking about all these juxtapositions of you know when you join the company the leadership changes you know the last couple of years as as they've changed as well but one of the other big changes that that we kind of passed on there is you joined this high growth you know startup minded where you got to chat with the founder and now you are a publicly traded company what is some of the biggest differences being a leader in those two different stages of company, just in terms of the types of stakeholders that you are accountable to as an SVP of marketing? Well, I think, you know, the strategy alignment is critical. So are we aligned on the annual or multi-year game plan as like a, a leadership organization? And can we clarify then not only the strategy, but the priority areas of focus that are going to drive the outcomes and really crystallizing that for the organization. So that we're all focused in the same direction is the, the critical piece. And that's where, you know, I find myself spending a lot of time is translating the strategy into things that people in our organization can understand and therefore partner across the organization to get done. So the strategy and the focus is really the key for us right now. So you, you hit on a point there that I'm, I'm just curious. I, I think at a lot of companies in high growth mode and probably even large organizations, we're often just thinking about the next quarter, getting through the quarter, maybe getting through the fiscal year for planning you know, for that upcoming kickoff. But you hit on this idea of, of planning the years ahead. How, how, when does that shift in terms of a company of your size and scale where you're actually getting deeper into what some of that resource planning, budget planning may look like beyond the 12 months ahead? I just think at a, at a certain point of understanding your customer well enough, the value you're going to create in the marketplace and the traction that you start to get doing that. And it's not, it's not completely centric to that folio. That's centric to the stage of, of company, right? You begin to be able to model the you know, potential outcomes and where to focus next. So I think the ability to think ahead at the same time execute really well 
is the 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 magic there. Interesting. So one more question for you in in coming back to how you landed into this opportunity. As you said, you joined it at a director level. You're now the SVP of marketing, 150 people reporting in through you, including BD. When you look back on your career, what element of sticking with a company prepared you? Because not everyone stays around. I mean, the average tenure for a marketing leader these days is around 40 months. Uh, And your two last gigs are averaging about seven and a half years. And you can keep, keep increasing that with this one. What about that loyalty has helped you succeed? Well, I think one is, do you believe in the mission, right? As an individual, you want to believe in the mission because it makes your work meaningful. So we build things here at Appfolio that change the lives of our customers, right? We, we purpose build technology that really transforms their business. And that's a meaningful thing, right? And if you can get behind that, as a a leader or a marketer in a business, it's really fun then. And you know you're doing great work and that's a great feeling. I would say too, if you're in marketing for 12 months, you probably haven't done anything. I mean, it's a very complex set of things to do in marketing. There's lots of things like an orchestra that have to go right um, and be tuned in a way that bring the brand to life, that create demand generation and continue to bring very valuable things to customers over time. That, that you know, full life cycle of customer experience, whether that's from the first touch to every ongoing touch is, makes the work not only complex, but, but meaningful simultaneously. So my view is, is as you're building a company and in marketing specifically, given just the massive revolution and evolution that we've seen in digital over the past 10 years. In 12 months, you can barely understand what's happening in marketing, let alone impact the outcomes of the business. It's a great, great perspective. And uh, you started to hit on campaigns there. We're going to take a short break in a moment here on the marketer's journey, but then we will be back to talk about the buyer journey that you're creating at Appfolio and some takeaways that we can learn from you. Right back with Lisa. Want to improve the buyer journey for your customers and your prospects? Look no further than our presenting sponsor, Uberflip. Named a leader in content experience by G2 and a leader in content activation by Forrester, Uberflip will help you accelerate every buyer journey by creating bingeable experiences that will allow your prospects to consume more content faster. Companies like Trimble, Wiley, and 3M are using Uberflip to power their go-to-market strategies, and we created one just for you. Head to uberflip.com journey to see how Uberflip can help you leverage the power of personalized content experiences. Lisa hit there on the importance of an annual cycle or many annual cycles. And I remember this in my first job where I wanted to jump into a new role so quickly. And my manager said to me, you know, you're just getting to the point where you're starting to see an annual campaign and you can only really perfect that campaign the second time you do it. 
When you do it the second time, you're gonna have an even better way to do it the third time. And I think that's an element that we have to remind ourselves is tempting as it is to jump to the next company and organization. When we stay in a role for at least a couple of years, maybe not the eight years that Lisa set an amazing example with, we really get to hone our skill and take it to the next level. So before we took a break, Lisa, you hit on one of the realities of just challenging the way you go to market is easier when we can get outside of our office because we can interact with other marketers, we can learn from them. The other thing that I have personally felt is the inability to get in front of customers, you know, over the last couple of years has been really hard. What have you done more recently to fill that gap of not being able to go face to face with your customer the way we used to? We've just had to do it virtually, you know, as the pandemic hit, it was one of the first things that we did is create these open forum customer uh, connection points for our customers to come together and collaborate on the challenges and help each other solve for the challenges in unison. And we really kind of viewed marketing as a service at that point and just oriented to cultivating the customer connection both at Folio understanding what was going on out there on the ground uh, with customers, but also allowing customers to come together and really solve for these like urgent and imminent problems as the pandemic uh, began. So we were, we just went virtual day one and we've stayed connected with customers uh, across our business virtually. So can you give us a, a specific way that you've done this? Because I, you know, obviously part of that answer is, you know, jump on a Zoom call, but what event-like experience have, been, have you been able to create to draw people in? Because one of the challenges I've heard a lot of people say is, I don't want yet another Zoom meeting when I've been in Zoom meetings all day long, as much as I do want that interaction. So what have you done to, to spice it up along the way? I mean, I feel like we've really tried to focus on the kernel of importance for customers. So just as much as possible, building a relationship between their largest challenge at that moment and the challenges have shifted throughout this past two years, right? Uh, but the challenge of the moment and how we would help solve for that challenge as best as possible. So just rapid fire information from our customers about the challenge has been the key for us and really understanding it and help to solve it with true authentic authenticity, both as a marketing organization, but also, you know, as a technology company. I, I think you, you nailed it too. And, and people may not know what Appfolio does, and we're not going to get into detail about that here, but it's a solution for the real estate industry. So you can imagine the changes that would have happened to your customers, their business challenges, as you just hit on, you know, what did you do in terms of a content perspective, perhaps outside of, you know, engaging with them in live events to ensure that you could speak to them in, in a way with relevancy? I mean, I'll, I'll give you a good example. And this was early days, you know, probably in March or April of 2020. The first thing we did was we surveyed our entire customer base. We turned that around within like a couple day period with, with the survey results uh, to share what was happening with this very large group of customers. 
it was like 20 times the size of an event, a virtual event that we had ever done in the history of our company. There was so much unknowing in the marketplace that any information was vital to have. And so that kind of like early sharing of information became a way for us to drive the content engine at that time. I mean, we completely rebuilt our marketing and storytelling at that time, completely. So we kind of stopped what we were doing around the the go-to-market strategy and content strategy. We shifted to be in service of our customer and we did everything we could do to make the content as meaningful and helpful as possible. I, I First of all, I commend you for moving that quickly. I, I've spoken to a lot of marketers in the last two plus years since this all took over our lives. And I think the ones who saw the most success were the ones who pivoted, who realized the, the strategy that we set for 2020 just simply has to be thrown out. But how do you do that in the fashion where you've got 150 marketers. I don't know how big the team was then, but how do you mobilize internally for that shift? It's one thing, you know, when you're that lean startup and you know, yeah. y'all get into a room, it's like, what are we going to do here? But how did you rally your own troops to rally your customers? Well, I, we met with every single person in marketing weekly the leadership team across marketing or the go-to-market teams, let's just say, met every single morning. And we just took kind of an agile approach to the whole thing. It was clear what needed to happen, you know, and also we were in a good position, you know, our value proposition increased as everyone had to go digital. And we provided, you know, all of these online mobile and digital capabilities for our customer, our value proposition actually increased. So, Uh, They needed us anyway, deeply in order to run their businesses, our customer. And, you know, we had people come to us, prospects come to us and say, you know, we we have to purchase right now. We have no other alternative. We just went as fast as we could to solve the market problem. And we really took an agile approach to doing it. So as you move back to this world where we can all go out to events, hopefully sooner than later, if not already. How do you think you're going to balance the combination of virtual and in-person going forward? Do you think this is, we've got to do both as equally? Because I think many of us were just so in-person minded before. How, how are you going to balance that in your mind going forward? I feel like some things will just have to be hybrid moving forward. Like historically, we always did our customer conference um, live and in person. We didn't have any virtual component of our customer conference, which is an annual event. We know now we've we've got to do a portion of that that's virtual online, and it'll be a hybrid event moving forward. I think other things, you know, we'll move back to strictly in person. And I think the dust will settle there based on what people sign on to do, really. And, and I'm just curious while we're on the topic, when, when you're engaging now as a buyer yourself, as we're in this transition, how do you think you'll engage with brands? You know, a lot of marketing technology vendors are probably trying to get you out to the next event. Are you thinking that you're going to be the virtual type? Or as you said in the first part of our combo, are you, are you excited to get out to events? We're very excited to get out to events. And I think it's also just to see our peers as well. You know, we we do a lot of, you know, best practices sharing and 
We have wide networks of people that that we, you know, bounce things off of. Like, it, did, did you see this outcome when you did this? Did, did you use this technology in this way? And did it work in the way that we anticipated that it would? You know, having a, a, a large network of marketers and peers is really important in a fast moving digital landscape. And so we look forward to getting back out there and, and seeing people that we haven't seen for a while. We'll take a pause on that note. We'll be right back with our last segment, some rapid fire questions for you. So get set. So full disclosure here, Lisa and her team at Appolio are Uberflip customers. We get to partner with her when it comes to the speed to market component. But there's two important parts of Lisa's story. One is create that right content. And you heard her talk about creating that survey really quickly, getting the responses. But the other element is how do you package that content? How do you put the right content in front of the right people at the right time? That means they don't have to sift through your website to find the right post or the next post after that. It's contained together with our ability to find the right content for the problem that we're trying to solve. All right, Lisa, we have unpacked your journey on the career path. We've talked a lot about getting in person with people, but now we're going to get personal with some of your thoughts about marketing and also how you balance life. So let's jump in. My first question for you is when you look at people on your team and you kind of pick that person who's going to be the, the next marketing leader, do you see them coming from more of a generalist path or more of a specialization in marketing? That's a really great question. I really think you have to have some general knowledge about marketing to stitch the pieces together that it takes to build that orchestra of marketing and the brand. I feel like I already know the answer to my next question because you hit on it a couple of times today, but what's one thing you wish marketers did more of? I think marketers have to know their customer so deeply and it's the most critical thing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that is exactly what I thought you were going to say, because this is this episode has been all about customer centricity. But let's shift to content. We we touched on content in terms of that also connecting with customers in a real way. And I love the way you adapted content so quickly amid the pandemic. What do you associate as great content when it arrives in your inbox, when you come onto a website? You know, what what about that content draws you in? Content, people build content for a lot of different reasons. And sometimes they're building content for the wrong reason, right? And, and that could be, I want data exchange with somebody. Content that really is truly helpful, valuable, storytelling. I mean, it has to be valuable to the customer or, or it's not that great. And, it, and you, it, you, it doesn't pass the sniff test, I'll tell you that. Uh, that's really well put. All right, the, my, my last couple here, I, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper. So on your LinkedIn profile, and you hit on this while we were talking about things today, you said that uh, you love building brands and where marketing feels like a service. And you talked about marketing being a service within the organization. What, what does that mean exactly as you structure a team? to be a service element of an organization? So I feel like marketing is 
embedded in the customer experience across the entire journey of the customer with the company, right? So if you think about bringing the brand to life, whether that's internal brand experience for employees or external, the customer experience, marketing is a part of the entire company for that reason, right? Because we are bringing the brand to life. So I feel like marketing as a service really means creating value in every touch point that a customer has with you. And you could think about it the same as every employee too. I love that. Every touch point, such a, right. such a strong way to think about that journey. And uh, now this element of CX, I think is going to be one that meshes more and more with marketing as we go. So last one here is uh, the super personal question that everyone gets from me. Uh, we've talked about your career journey. We talked about the buyer journey, personal journey. How do you make time for that personal time off? And where's your next hopeful vacation going? Okay, that's a really good question. The time is is about having clarity on the priorities, so both the strategy and then the the big outcomes that we're trying to drive, and then prioritizing. Like you create an amazing team of people and marketers, and I think we as leaders need to ensure that that, that these these people in our company can thrive and have enough autonomy and empowerment to innovate and bring great things from their seat in the business. So I feel like by virtue of having brackets of time, I, leaders enable people to step in and do their piece too. So I really feel like focusing on both your professional and personal well-being is an imperative for all of us now. I think a lot of people learned that over this past two years, and we got to keep it going. I love that. So how are you going to set an example? Where are you going to next? Well, I actually did go to Italy last year, so I was like very, very fortunate to get out. But I really would like to see Portugal. My uh, great-grandmother was from Portugal, and I have never been there. So that's the next place on my list. Uh, it's beautiful. I, I went about five years ago with my wife. I'm happy to send you our itinerary. It was fantastic. And uh, we say already, we can't wait to get back. So great destination in mind. Great way to continue your journey. I thank you so much for sharing here today, Lisa. We've, we've learned so much from you. And if you've tuned into this episode for the first time, I think one thing's for sure, every marketer's journey is a little bit unique. One day, hopefully, you'll be on here sharing yours. We can learn from each other. And I hope you've enjoyed tuning in. Big thanks to Lisa Hart. You've been listening to the Marketer's Journey podcast. Big thanks to our sponsors at Uberflip, who help you fuel demand generation with content for an accelerated buyer journey. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify at uberflip.com slash podcast or anywhere you listen to podcasts.